most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Have you ever thought what it would be like to see a person's head amputated? Think of things so horrible that the human mind cannot imagine them. See all this and more when you see on stage, in person, that crazy mix up. I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated. Safe Word with Jason Rouse. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Roustabout. Uh, my guest on the show, ah uh, fuck, that's my alarm, I gotta change my, my testicle pills. Not very professional, but uh, we're, we're back, we're back, and my guest on the show, uh, in the no fishing district of Ladybird Lake, uh, Winston Shaw. What's up? Thanks for being on the uh, hot... Texas walk that I like to take fat people on until they wheeze. <laughs> you know how many people I've ruined my relationships with just because I took them on a walk? Really? <laughs> yeah, they get really offended. They can't believe that they are subjected to monotonous <laughs> heat. Uh, not to mention, I'm not always a pleasant person to be around. I'm sure you picked that up uh, immediately I when we first met. Um, Winston. <laughs> Mr. Rouse. What's, um, what was your life previous to your move to Austin? Uh, so I moved from Knoxville, which is like the right side of Tennessee. Let's get on this side of the line so we don't look like amateurs in the world. <laughs> uh, what was, it? uh, Knoxville. I moved from Knoxville with, uh, with Trey, Darian, and, and Lucas got here a little before us. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, which is the other side of the... Okay, yeah. so you must be uh, a proud Memphisian? Pr yeah, not right now. The city's <laughs> got some bad stuff going on, but... But at least you got William Montgomery. Yes. I got. Uh, How pleased are you about that? Nobody gets out of your town. Oh, no, not at all. We got Poston, too. Poston's originally... That's right. Yeah. That's right. He was a store guy forever. Yeah. If there's anybody that can tell you about what life was like pre-COVID uh, at the comedy store, it was electrifying. It was great. How far, now, as far as the comedy store goes, you were there, that's what you were saying, you were there for 13, 13 years? Yeah, I lived in the US for 15. I moved to New York mm. initially from London. And um, when I, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, it was always going to be L.A. Yeah. or New York when I got my green card. Those were totally the one of two destinations. And uh, I, the year I moved to New York, they had this fucking 100-year-old record-breaking snowstorm. Six feet of snow in Brooklyn. And um, I had not favored... I wanted to be at a very... I wanted to be around real comics mm -hmm. in New York had all the shit that I saw in London, England um, at the highest level in North America. So, and I knew that LA was a place where comedic actors would go. Yeah. Sketch people, improv people. Stand-up was really, you know, a lower on the totem pole. And um, I wanted to be around people that were Ivy League comics. And, yeah. you know, you see the lineups at the cellar They've been very strong for a long, long yes. time. Where the store would kind of taper out and out. Yeah, it's totally Hollywood. Where it would it would just go uh, super high. Yeah. And then it would be a ghost town for whatever reason. But the um, the whole thing uh, after the snowstorm, I felt like fuck it. I'm, you know, you, the winters were not worth the pain of doing spots in New York. So. And that's coming from a Canadian. Yeah, I, that's, that's the crazy. thing, though. I I never really adapted to the weather. I was never yeah. really built for it. It was always layers and potential frostbite, you know. Yeah. So, um, I really uh, looked at it as my quality of life would go up just because of the climate. Mm -hmm. 
but the industry was just going to be a whole series of trap doors and pitfalls yeah. through their nonsense, you know. Yeah. Hollywood's not into uh, comedy. They're into show business. I've noticed that as far because I was in LA uh, a few months ago, and I've just noticed that it seems like the further west you go, the more the more acted out every bit. It, like it just seems like very uh, like it's just a yeah. part of it a lot more out there. Well, I think it comes down to the weather. You know, yeah. the world's most popular comedy festival in the world is in one of the most wet, dreariest places yeah. in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, people who are getting sunburnt and eating oranges off trees they're not really looking for the giggles yeah but the factory worker in Glasgow that guy needs a fucking laugh because he's been beating his wife for two yeah. days and he's starting to get the spins speaking of beating wives somebody told me you showed up at the Vulcan with some ass I did what's going on I did is I that, is that word on the street is that really going around <sighs> golly and my friend was saying like these these were solid Tens. Really? Now, I never saw these women. I'd probably cut them down and find all their flaws, call them fat, make them cry. But, uh. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you mean, yeah? I mean, yeah. I Is that you, you got cock game? I can. It depends. <laughs> it, it really it depends. I, uh. I don't know. I try not to. Flaunt I, it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, okay, that's probably why they know these girls know that they're literally dating down, but they also know that you're not going to brag about it to your friends. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford to. No. Brag. Yeah. No. Well, why would you fucking? That would ruin that's a good guys thing going. Talk, brag about it and sabotage the whole thing. Now the girl's shamed because she sucked off you and seven yeah. of your friends <laughs> yeah. in a baseball. We're all high fiving. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you, are these local ladies? So two of them are from. What do you mean two of them? I thought there was only two. So there were three. There wow. were two at Creek. There were three at at, uh, at Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Two of them were uh, their friends. So one of them is from Memphis originally, and she got out here probably two months ago uh, for work. And so she came to the Secret Show, and she brought her two friends. All right. And I don't know where her two friends are. If I can't remember. But hot. They're all very attractive. I was shocked. <laughs> I, honestly, I was surprised. Like it made me feel good, and I yeah. knew. Because she's friends with other hot girls, and I was also like, you know, secret show. I was like, okay, so we can't can't go up there and bomb. So what's going to ensure that I don't? It's like, all right, we're going to have three attractive women watching my set. Oh, that's soul-destroying. You know what's even worse than bombing in front of them is when you can see their faces in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I foolishly yeah. took a date. I was full of piss and vinegar. I didn't had a, hadn't had a bad show in months, and uh, I brought a, a girl to a show in... Um, England. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the club was, but uh, I bombed so fucking bad. It was a top five bombs in my entire career. It was brutal. How much time? 15, 20 minutes. Oof. And it started off terrible and it just plummeted. And the tables are up to your knees. It was a crowded pub and it was packed. Oh, and then not to mention, after you do that show, you go downstairs and close out the other show. So now I'm all shell shocked about my experience. And now I got to bring this girl to the second show to see me fucking yeah. just <laughs> run it back by yeah. it was brutal but um yeah that's good motivation the worst thing to do is bring your buddies yes i learned that off the off the road yeah anybody you've known for more than 10 years and they're uh friends of yours yeah do not bring them to the shows they will fuck it up they will yeah <laughs> it's, almost it's, puked all my uh all my buddies when i started were all college they were all in college and frats and shit so they're all drinking and just party animals yeah and so I did want, like, I remember for the first two years, I was, like, in and out trying to just figure out how to do comedy. Mm -hmm. And I did not tell a single soul. Like, I, I just, I knew. Yeah, that you that knew that they would sabotage. They're totally distracting. Oh, my God. They got so much inside dirt on you and know where your Achilles heels is. Yeah. So any heckle is, like, it's right to the heart. Just, yeah. yeah. The wind right out of you. So, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, yes, sir. You, uh, you're doing comedy there. What's the local scene like? Uh, very, very small, but... Is I, there a major club in the capital? There or? was. There was... Uh, in all of Tennessee, there's not much comedy? There's a Zanies in Nashville. That's the okay. biggest one. Um, but, in, I mean, Nashville's probably two and a half, three-hour drive from Knoxville. And the same from Memphis. So it was... 
you would only drive into Nashville if you had something yeah. at a club like that. You weren't going out to do much more. Um, Knoxville's all fucking bar shows and like old movie theaters and just crazy sports you know, pubs. And, yeah, whatever yeah. you can find. But I, it was a hidden gem as far as starting goes because the people there are so bored all the time that they don't have anything entertainment wise to do. So I feel like they were. They gave me the confidence to keep. I feel like if you know, a lot of people start here, that would have been a whole different. Yeah, ball game. because there's so many first timers here. Yes. You must notice, like, you kind of must feel like a little bit of a veteran coming here with just the minimal experience that you've had outside of the bubble. Yeah, a little bit. And now also, you know, I just understand as far as, you know, even if someone's been doing it six months, if they're older than me, I typically try to listen to anything they have to say, you know, just because of an age, di- you know, discrepancy. Yeah. But so it's, you've yeah. been at it, what, three years? Uh, two and a half, yeah. Two and a half years. So you're also a COVID baby. I am. Comedian. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Like, it seems like it's... On, I don't mean to uh, be rude, but no. you guys are like a plague. Yes. There's yes. been an insurgence of... I'd say about... I'd say about... 65% of the comedy consciousness right now in North America are all people who spent two years on podcasts listening yes that's a hundred percent what it is and i think that's it's not that easy is it no not at all you must have noticed i noticed off the yeah and that was off the hop yes because there's nowhere to hide no (laughs) you know what i mean you think because the comedians talk so candidly and uh so long that the um if you could do mirror the same thing that you should be able to do stand-up comedy too yes (laughs) <laughs> and you think, you know, the way you see people on podcasts and stuff, the way they're just, t- like, talking and stuff, it looks very, uh, like, camaraderie. Like, they're just, they're friends. They look like they've been friends forever. Mm. And then you realize, like, even if that's the case, it takes so long to build even a repertoire with that kind of that kind of relationship with anybody. And so to just... Hey, Red Band just did my podcast. Yeah. Red Band's never done a podcast ever. All right, that that's a, a over a ten year relationship of uh, just someone doing you a solid and uh, getting out of their comfort zone when they don't need to be. Yeah, very few people willing to do that. Yeah, everybody wants to play it safe, but this also must be a blessing for you. Let's just say you know, like you said, you spent the last couple of years on podcasts. Red Band must have been like, were you a little kind of like? starstruck in a way like dude you have no idea how influential you are when I first saw Red Band when I got here yeah or just being listening to all the Death Squad podcasts and Kill Tony oh yeah yeah I mean Kill Tony for me was like I was watching that like when as soon as I started comedy and I remember like (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day when I first started watching Kill Tony and they had a Jeremiah Watkins yeah and he was on there. I didn't understand. Like, this is just how little I knew about comedy. Sure. I didn't understand that he was a comedian as well. Yes. And so when he was chiming in to say stuff about the comedian, yeah, I was like, saxophone the player is this brilliant. guy? I'm like, this guy, what the hell? And it didn't make any sense. And now, you know, it's just one of the craziest things to watch. I mean, that show has grown tremendously over the past few years. Yeah. And I think between the online presence of all the comedians, when people have been locked up. Yes. They also had a kind of instructional video on how to get into comedy through the Kill Tony show. Yes, 100%. 60 seconds is a lot longer than you think. Yes. Catholic. There's my uh, booking agent. <laughs> He's trying to dream up some gigs for me. You know, I still haven't got my Canadian passport. Really? I've already canceled six shows. Really? Yeah, it's not good, man. I've been planning this tour for... <sighs> wherever I can for over a year now yeah. and the Canadian government is uh, very laxed on sending me back my renewed passport. Why? Because it's fucking, you see a South Park? It's, I mean, is it, that's, Canada. Just, that's just really how it is. That's crazy. Well, look at, first of all, the government's talking about having another lockdown. For COVID? Yeah. I thought. And mandatory, they said 80% of the population's been vaccinated. So what's the... It's, it's, it's got to be a power this thing. It's communism. That's, yeah, that's fine. It's totally communist shit. They were doing, like, attacking freedom of speech. Uh, what's his name? Uh, ben, ben Albert? Is that the... There was another comedian you had down here from uh, Canada. 
Oh, Ben Bankus. Ben Bankus. Yeah. He was That's, talking about his freedom of speech and just all that, how it's just so fucked up up there right now. We have the Charter of Rights, which to be honest with you, I haven't really reviewed it to a degree, but uh, I, my mentor and friend who's uh, awarded uh, the Royal Canadian uh, Order yeah. of Canada for his activism and freedom of speech, I told me one time, he goes, Canada doesn't have freedom of speech. America does. We always assume that we have these same legal things and we mirror a lot of American uh, commandments. Yeah. And that's not the case. So that really put a bug in my ear to, oh, I need to build a bridge off this island. Yeah, absolutely. I need a green card. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened. Literally the, the year I was applying. It was a fucking nightmare. So as far like... 9-11 hit, what made you want to get into comp, like, in the first, like, what, was it, was it just a, like, what were you doing in Canada before you had discovered stand-up? Good question, by the way. You know, I was a terrorist in my hometown. Yeah? Yeah, I was a holy terror. Like a neighborhood terrorist, just going around, just... Chaos. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Gummo? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. What about the movie Kids? I'm bad. I might have. I don't know. Yeah, these are all stuff from the 90s, too. The, probably the year you were born. What are you, 22? 99, yeah. Yeah, 22, 99. Anyway, uh, like the Trailer Park Boys meet Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, which sounds funny. Yeah. And it was a lot of the times that we'd... Everything. We used to take off all our clothes and go into stores and shop and really? stuff. And, I've got old videotapes, and I mean old tape, like VHS tapes, yeah. stuff that we were, sketches and things that we kind of put together uh, with a camera a friend of mine stole from a high school, old beta cam, and uh, we were tinkering with the idea of sketch comedy. We, I don't think we really knew what it was. Uh -huh. We'd seen Saturday Night Live and various sketch shows and yeah. stuff, but that got the idea of like structure timing yeah you know performance yeah writing and then that was something that was going on in high school well the time i've been asked to leave high school i was uh in the labor force of just everything from carpentry to roofing yeah. and restaurant work and things like that but i was really miserable and so being up late fucked up all the time yeah you start to watch late night television and i started to pay a little more attention to talk shows that had stand-up comedians on it yeah i'd mainly turn on for the musical guests but then i'd see a stand-up act and i was like wild that's kind of cool this solitary individual thing that you get to do and then when i started to see like Andrew Dice Clay and yeah. Sam Kinison yeah. and Richard Pryor and, and Carlin and Bill Hicks and the list went on and on these very prolific uh, and in some cases explosive yeah. personalities I'm not sure how deep you dive on the history of comedy but you know Andrew Dice Clay and Sam Kinison were as big as any rock star at that time as comedians you know what I mean yeah selling out tens of thousands of maniacs you know how hard did you talk about not bringing your friends to the show yeah how would you like to have 10,000 of fucking <laughs> fucked up every asshole from 10 miles is driven in there to scream yeah <laughs> they've been drinking for three days and this is gonna be the best night of their life they're not even there they just want to say that they saw so-and-so so um and uh, music was uh one of the first concerts i ever or the first concert i ever went to was uh, metallica mm -hmm. so between metallica and dice people like musicians like mike patton and yeah gg allen um, I started to see um, personalities that no matter where they were and what they were doing, uh -huh. it was fucking awesome. Yeah. 
and um, then put a, a proper instruments behind all that you got a force of nature and um, so I started to look at music and comedy in the same under the same umbrella and always really enjoyed that type of entertainment so now I'm hooked on more or less favoring the stand-up comedian on anything that I could see yeah and then and Living Color came out, a sketch comedy show written, starring Keenan Ivor Waynes, and his cast is fucking. It's in Tommy Davidson. I'm. Uh, uh, um, who played Ray? The blind. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. And Jim Carrey. So now I'm find out that Jim has grown up half hour from where I'm currently living. Yeah. And his Ace Ventura comes out and just blows our minds. Yeah. <laughs> and his small little TV appearances on various talk shows and um, his any biography really just gave me a, uh, a tool book to look at how this kind of manifests itself and yeah. repetition was key. So I just you see my early stand-up special from 2000 and the physicality in it was very much mirrored after Jim Carrey so yeah. Jim Carrey was uh, the number one reason uh, that I uh, pursued comedy and took his fearlessness and um, really applied it to what I was doing yeah. I had a lot of concerns about what other people had thought or yeah. what had me you know, from growing up in the environment that I did that I just realized, fuck, everybody is alone, and being alone is okay, because it gives you a chance to pursue yourself. Yeah. And uh, that's why I killed that guy's grandmother. <laughs> so, yes. So, seeing enough stand-up, and then comedians in Canada that were taking off in movie and film, like uh, Harlem Williams. Yeah. You know, that, that was another guy that was uh, from Canada that was completely original. And you, you can line up 10 comedians, none of them will look and sound the same. I agree with that. Uh, Canadians, Canadian comedians. Um, Americans, you're gonna have two guys that kind of have some laps. They're Im uh, fakers. Actors that got into stand-up comedy who've adopted various... Acts that they've put together. Yeah, yeah. and then kind of made it their own, but... Um, yeah, so then I, uh, you know, Russell Peters had told me that Carlin, he'd met George Carlin, and I don't know if it was at that conversation or meeting, but he'd s stated that it was, it was just practice forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're kind of looking for a period. Okay, if I do this, this, and this, dot, but it's and, ongoing. Yeah. It's ongoing. It, it's never ending. This is your two and a half years in yeah. I'm coming up on 27 years we doing comedy longer than so I was shooting in buckets on stage when you were born yeah see how the circle of life is yeah <laughs> how nice is this this is beautiful Can, do you mind holding this when That's I tie my shoe like important. an elderly woman oh my back <laughs> can you believe that I run six miles do you do you wear that hoodie when you run? I do. I, I literally am, and sometimes. You allergic to the sun? I'm totally allergic to the sun. I'm moderately nauseous right now because of the direct sunlight. Fuck! I didn't tie my shoe tight enough. Fuck! Today's one of those days. One of those days. Thanks for walking with dirty Uncle Jason. <laughs> yeah, but you've also got a bit of a potty mouth on you. I can, yes. As a comedian, like. Uh, to come here to Austin was that your that was definitely your first Kill Tony appearance that was so I did the first one when I first got here I did it on my my birthday oh no shit it was the first time I had ever sweet. signed up was that at Antone's or was it at the Vulcan it was at the Vulcan and okay. it was because we had come I had come down to visit uh, for with my dad just like to check out Austin and all that stuff and was planning on doing Kill Tony then and then the moment the plane touched down and we landed, I checked Twitter and, and Tony's got that whole 
controversy that just had just happened. <laughs> it's like so, me showing up yeah. in LA going, is this a move for my yeah. future? <laughs> yeah. My friends are, you know, they're just talking and now it's national news. Yes. And that's a, uh, that is what, so you know. I can see you salivating. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm totally going <laughs> yeah. to the right jam. These guys are out of control. Like, These guys are, and well, I wanted to kind of see how the, because I knew people were moving here. It wasn't like a, I hear people say it was like an anti-cancel culture thing, but I don't think that, and I think people just oh, wanted Oh, you to, thought there was discussion that, that Austin Comedy Seat was anti-cancel that's culture? What, that's what the word, when, when Rogan and them were first moving here, that's what I heard other comedians saying, is that people were moving here to get away from the grips of the cancel culture as far as LA and New York go. You know what brought everybody here? Poverty. Poverty. And depression. And COVID. <laughs> and as you can see, this is a really difficult place to be at least depressed. Yeah. I tell the Canadians that are over there that you're better off living in a tent in Austin than staying in Canada. I would agree with that. Right? These homeless people have it pretty good. Weather's not bad. There's food to eat in the trees. You can kill a couple of turtles. Yeah. And the people are nice, too. That's people the are very nice. Biggest difference. You, and you're, you're from Memphis. Memphis I, I would yeah. assume Memphis, uh, the people there are also very sweet and kind. Uh, they can be. In Memphis, white people were a, a minority. So we all... Really? Yes. The food must be fucking amazing. To die for. To die for, oh. absolutely. Mm. But it, yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. But the shitty part is, if you're dealing with a black restaurant, it's fucking lineups because it's the jam. <laughs> so you literally got to bring a, a patio chair... There's a turkey leg place out here. Yeah? Uh, uh, maybe about 20. I've never even heard of a turkey leg restaurant. No, I didn't know they still did that. The fucking turkey legs. I follow them on Instagram. I get. I don't think I'm sexy aroused. Sexually? I can't even say it. Sexy sexually aroused? <laughs> I'm sexy aroused, but it does move me. They When they pick up the bone and all the meat Just falls, falls off. right oh. off. What's the Memphis dish? Uh, barbecue. So move it. The barbecue here is that's Watch what everyone says around here. They might take offense. To that's your... what they say. That's what everyone gets. Because I tell people like the barbecue in Memphis is great. Like it's the but coming here, it's it's pig versus cow. I prefer brisket. Like the brisket here is incredible, and you also can get it in a, a decent part of town. I have to worry about you dude know, getting robbed or something. You know where the buzz mill is? Yeah. Do you know right beside that place, the JNL? Barbecue jam. Uh-uh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Once a month, they do pastrami. Yeah. My friends went to a steakhouse and paid like seventy bucks, hundred bucks a, a plate of food. It's eighteen fifty over there. Brisket, ribs, the best potato salad I've ever fucking eaten. Really? Green beans, and not to mention uh, black bean or brown. What is it? Beans with molasses or whatever. The bacon pieces are like yeah chunks. Yeah. Oh, so good. But they always go that the other barbecue places sauce it up too much. I would agree with that. It feels like they're covering something up, like they're trying to hide. That's what the, their argument here is. If it's the meat's good, you don't have to dip it. You have to drown it in sauce. Yeah, but that's an American thing. I've never been to restaurants where you have s six side options, yeah. you know, and yeah. the side salad comes out on a lobster plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever been fat? I have not. I could. I don't think I could if I tried. I've. I eat like a horse, and I don't put on a pound. Yeah. So I don't know what I need. To, I want to put on weight. You know, if I could get to a buck fifty, I think that'd be ideal. Yeah. The, uh, I. You know, the only way that happens is weight. Yeah. You know, heavy lifting. There's no way around it. If you don't have access to that kind of hardware. Yeah. You know, you can do as much push-ups and yoga, and clearly you've been. Uh, since the absence of alcohol, you've clearly realized, oh, I'm not that gross. Yeah. Just from absence of booze. Yeah. Now you throw a bit of water and some cardio, a little stretching. Yeah. You can look like an athlete. Yeah. And you feel, like, just overall, you feel so much. Like, I can feel that once I stopped drinking for, like, a little while, mm. I was able to feel, like, the huge difference as far as, like, you're just you get so used to drinking every night that your body just I guess acclimates to it yeah it but knows because you you start to condition it yeah and then it not only habit but um your body starts to have to have it yeah or it responds with a fucking tremoring hand yeah no 
But I, it's so funny. I've been joking with my friends. I'm like, yeah, it's really great out here. Everyone gets sober before they're 25. It's like, give it a chance. That's that's my thing. I'm trying to like figure out if I want to be like the old alcoholic or the young one. Now the old alcoholic is unhappy. You think? Is it always? There's a certain personality types that a kind of um, that gloominess, romantic, uh, uh, alcoholic. Yeah. Thing that's a very lonely place to be. Yeah. Because you, even though you're uh, maybe a look, your body's not gonna. You know, you get into a, a deficit so bad that your lows are super low and your highs are super, super high. high. Yeah. And uh, you're fucking up with your friends, doing stupid shit. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm just speaking from my experience, but uh, I uh, found that I weathered the hangovers pretty good. I I could do six crushing hangovers. Yeah. A month. Uh, and drink it all in between all of that stuff. You know, my tabs at the end of the month were like $5,000 yeah. in booze. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, fuck. One of those times were fun. Yeah, the rest of exactly. it was just filling the board. hanging out and being bored. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is if you're... I always think that if you're sitting somewhere and you feel like having a drink, you shouldn't be there. There's something yeah. on the wall there that you need to be out of the situations. And uh, you just leave... There's nothing worse than dealing, dealing with drunk idiots anyway. I agree with that. There's nothing that kills comedy faster than four pissed cunts at a table <laughs> screaming about their anniversary. <laughs> she just got divorced. Yeah, because she's fat. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's going to happen. Next. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, what do you think of the girls here? I think they're uh, some of them, you know. We got a few. <laughs> it must be a different game, though. Yeah, as far as... Oh, I've never been around this many, uh, like, Latinas before. Oh. Which, that's, like, a different thing for me. You sound like me when I first got to California. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And it's like, you know, there's not... It's not, like, a huge dip, but it's, like... It's refreshing. Yeah, I love it. And they have... I, I like personalities like that. It seems like most of them are, like, they have this, like, the ferocious... Ferocious... Is that the right word? Are uh, you Ferocity. like you like uh like a little fire yeah yeah some woman that's gonna yell at you in front of your friends she'll put me in my place if i'm out of line that type of shit. yeah no but also volatile like all of a sudden just kick up for no reason because you did something two days ago rather than kind of save it for a conversation in the car she starts throwing produce at you at oh. the whole foods yeah <laughs> and, and you just yet. got your hands up ah we're in love you know how they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you prefer uh, a woman that weighs more than you? I like big girls there for like a, a specific reason. Like, they keep me humble, if that makes any sense. Like, like, the three girls that people apparently saw me you with. You use fat chicks as a pussy blocker? It, it brings me down. Because if I'm with hot girls all the time, or if I'm with just good looking girls, you start to build this like standard for yourself and so it's like you kind of have to come back to earth for a little while roll some pigs through the barn you have to you have to <laughs> i feel like you know, the last thing because i feel like the the especially at my height you get like little man syndrome if you start thinking you're crushing it yeah well this is what friends of mine they said when fat people lose weight and they get into shape they turn into the biggest assholes that's in what the world. i told trey i told trey to just keep eating <laughs> we get along great and I know the moment he, if he ever started looking good I think well, it would be I mean to blow up his spot but I was walking down this trail in a thunderstorm yeah and who do I see coming around the corner soaking wet with the rest of us fucking Trey <laughs> out for a walk I was like good for you <laughs> was he really? yeah he totally was that's incredible yeah, I was like this is my jam I, I love walking this thing and running it and Seeing tourists stare at the turtles. You must fish in uh, Memphis. Oh, I love fishing. Yeah. Fishing's fun. You get bass out here, largemouth bass. Do they really? Yeah. Do they let you fish in this area? I saw the no fishing sign down there. Is that for the whole... I think that's for the bridge crossings the and yeah. stuff. But no, there's guys out here with full, like, those scaled down um, fishing boats that yeah. are more like kayaks. Yeah. 
all over the place in here. Are you a big fisher? You know, when I was a kid, being Canadian, you have to at least know how to put a worm on a hook. Yeah. And um, probably ages like five to 15, I was pretty uh, active fisher. Everybody fished in my family. Mm -hmm. There was no hunting. I don't think anybody had gone, uh, there was no moose or deer yeah. on the table. But there was always fish that was caught on a, a holiday weekend or something. I like it. I think I'd have to sedate myself with a uh, magic mushrooms or something. <laughs> a narcotic of choice. Yeah, I think a mushroom trip in a boat, but that's also, you fall overboard. I hate it when these guys put fucking their Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, their big old JBLs in the back of their right, yeah. Because it's always the same easy listening bullshit. <laughs> now, if I put witchery, <laughs> which is a Swedish black metal band, on my Bluetooth speaker, on my all black BMX bike, dressed the way I am, and pull down the trail. Park's closed for the day. They call the cops. <laughs> they call the cops. They go homeless Batman's at it again. There's a threat, yeah. <laughs> homeless Batman. Yeah, what are you gonna do with yourself? Clearly you've got a, you know, the most fertile environment to do what you gotta do in this city. Yeah. But uh, because of the landscape and your new location, what do you got on your list? Like you told me you've been very busy being active in the comedy community, get your uh -huh. stage legs. But uh, what do you got? Are you gonna go shoot some hogs here or fish or? I want to go hunting. That's my okay. big. I want to go deer hunting out here at some point. I've never been deer hunting, and now all my buddies grew up doing that kind of. I went duck hunting a bunch, but yeah, deer seems like I don't think I had. Ducks kind of cunning. Bugs Bunny ruined duck hunting for me. Elmer Fudd and all that. Yeah, it made it cartoony. But uh, deer hunting, I think maybe with a bow. Yes, it, it, with a and I love deer. Like deer are beautiful, so it's like for me to take one out. It would have to be something like a bow, or I don't know if I could do it with like just a straight up. You want to be, yeah. This that that modern day bang. Yeah. Uh it's almost like cheating in a way. I've never felt, yeah, because it's maybe we got old Indian blood on this or something. Yeah, because <laughs> we totally look nothing like it. <laughs> Your parents look like two lesbians from Iceland. That's exactly what they look like. Really? Yeah, that's exactly what they look like. Ah! That's so funny. <laughs> uh, are, is, is there some Icelandic in your family? No, we're all, oh. we got Scottish and, Ooh. I want to say Scottish and England. That, or maybe English. the British, yeah, the English. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, they raped a bunch. Ooh. There was a bunch of rapings. But uh, definitely go to Scotland. Some of the best comedy in the, in the world is in that country. Yeah? Yeah, it's fucking great. And um, not to mention the Fringe Festival in the entire month of August. Um, you know, you might run into a problem that I had in Ireland. My grandmother's from uh, Cork, mm -hmm. Ireland. Grandfather's from uh, Grimsby, England. Gotcha. And when I first made a first trip to, uh, to the UK, one of my second gigs after arriving in London was on a Wednesday in Belfast. And I was like, fucking right. You know, I'm in Europe. I'm literally in the country that my grandmother was born in. Mm -hmm. And it's a sold out show in an old church on a Wednesday in Belfast. This is gonna be wild. Show went well. I kind of had a little fuck up in the beginning. Unknowingly, fortunately, I had explained that I was from Canada off the top. And it just being so discombobulated of all the transport and the cultures and stuff. Yeah. I said, it's really nice to be here in the UK. You know the term taking the piss? <laughs> Thank fuck that is a thing in their world because I had been, after I got off stage, they explained to go, mate, you almost caused a riot. Really? We had a comic here <laughs> two months ago and we had to barricade the door for similar shit. They don't think it's funny. That's crazy. You're lucky you're Canadian and not American or they would have come after wow. you. Guns N' Roses got booed off for that. That's insanity. What, what is that? Why? I mean, because that Irish just... people don't fuck around. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Look, you know, when you get raped by another country, you don't want to fucking hear about it. If, yeah, I get it. And they've got a real sense of history and uh, a memory for it. Yeah. 
It was uh, the most terrifying, uh, fun experience I've ever had. Next to being in uh, the murder capital of the world in South Africa, hanging out and being told to stay in the car or they would kill me. Really? Yeah. Speaking of getting killed, my house guest here, his mates, and I'm speaking British slang now, his friends are visiting here from a small town in northern Ontario and they got, one of the guys got robbed at gunpoint and beat up twice. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Twice? Twice. And he had a tracker in his wallet and the guy that was supposed to help him find the wallet had his wallet and just took him into another place to get robbed. Oh my god. He got beat up twice, two different times by four different people. Oh my god. That's just, I mean, was he... Over by the creek. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Be wary. You're not in fucking Tennessee anymore, Tammy. No, I, I always thought this place, like the crime here is like, you can, in Memphis you cannot walk around. Like like we do, like you could not, yeah. unless you're at like a park, maybe a park, but even then it's like, like there's just very few safe areas to walk. Like I got robbed at gunpoint in Memphis. Like there's, that's not a fun feeling. I always thought this place was relatively safe as far, you know, I, the homeless people. Next time maybe, someone but, puts a gun to your head, start jacking off. Does that, does that do it? I don't know. I want to hear what happens. <laughs> <laughs> if I live to tell the tale. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, I've only had a gun to my head once, I think. Really? Yeah, in my face, not to my head. But I did meet a guy in, uh, in Durban, South Africa, a friend of a comics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'd, we pulled up to his house, and one electrical fence, another razor wire fence, three different electrical things around their houses a fucking compound yeah a totally compound it looks like waco texas with david koresh <laughs> high security and uh he got a home invasion and the guy was had the gun up he turned his head to put the gun to his head was going to blow his brains out and he pleaded said listen my wife's pregnant oh my god um i'm not the problem here there's a picture of me when nelson mandela got out of prison he did a <laughs> speech from his father's house he goes, it was wild, wild. Holy He's telling us so shit. candidly as a Canadian, I'm like, what the fuck? And that guy who got robbed here? Yeah. He says, I'm probably going to need therapy after this. I know, we're laughing. <laughs> because we're like, oh, that'd be such a good bit if it was me. Oh, I would, yeah. <laughs> if you got robbed at gunpoint and robbed twice by eight different people. I'd have a new 10 minutes. You would have a new 10 minutes. <laughs> And a twitch in your eye from PTSD. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be hopped up off of something to keep me down. That would be absolutely... Are you even doing the pot? Yeah. Nice. That's a... Slow and steady. Slow and steady, and it... Yeah, it's a... Pot, I go through phases with it. It's Single wheel. <sighs> See what happens when you don't make friends? This world's going to hell. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Look at Yeah. I've actually seen some videos where they're doing downhill shit with those. Really? Are you Jump. a big scooter guy? Do you do the birds and all? I've never been on one in my life. Are you are you against are you against like quicker ways of transportation? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if it's uh, under an hour on foot, yeah. I'll commit to that. And I use that time to kind of gather your repackage and, yeah. myself. You know, I found that, uh, you know, comedy is a, not a team sport. You're alone a lot. Yeah. And you need to have time for yourself, opposed to looking to other people to fortify what you're doing. Yes. Um, and that's a hard thing, I think, for a lot of Especially people. Especially comedians. Totally for Just comedians. seeking validation constantly. And it's a slippery slope, too, and where that can just lead into isolation and depression yeah. and, uh, you know... It's a wild one. Yeah, the, our business is riddled with um, mental health, epidemic oh level. That was that's my first thought, one of my first thoughts when I got here is like, this is, the scene here is like the island of misfit toys. 100, yeah. Everyone's coming here from somewhere and everyone's got their own bundle of issues. Yeah. That they've yeah. packed up and brought with them. Yeah, the and that's what you're supposed to have under 30. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, this is going to hamper their 
artist endeavors. Yeah? Yeah, I think you're going to see, especially when Joe Rogan's club opens up. Yeah. January. Is it really? Yep. Holy shit. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know, yes, I know, right? God. Oh, it's like the, a freedom train is pulled in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe's club's yeah. opening up in January. So, that uh, that's going to at least give uh, some sort of filtration between the mental ill and the, the murderers. Yeah. Because um, sometimes they're very interactive. They're kind of codependent to a degree. Yeah. We've seen people just in the short time you've been here. It's like, I've never seen you do good once. Yeah. And you've got two years on me. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. You're off stage. You're a total idiot. And on stage, you're very, maybe mediocre at best. Yeah. What do you think that is? I mean, as far as like someone who's been doing it as long as you, do you think that there is like a point for every comedian, or do you think there is a point for some comedian where it's just like, like what, what, what can I do differently, or should I just stop and and pursue a completely different? Like, like do you think comedians hit that point, or is that just a constant? Look, uh, overnight success takes ten years now. Yeah, the first five. You start to figure it out. Yeah. The next five, you start to put together your first hour. Yeah. So the combination of those that ten-year period, you're average. Yeah. How you have a pretty good idea what that road looks like. Fucking long and full of potholes. Dark. Yeah. It, it, but there's lights. Yeah. They're all at the, at the um, distance. Yeah. Way at the bottom. That's what we see. The light. I hear the. Do you hear that? They're laughing. There's people over there. They're yeah. clapping. All right. We did that way then. Yeah. Everyone's throwing shit at you, including yourself, your own stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, again, from the top. What did you... There was something more... So as far as just the points of, like, I guess the better way to put it is, I mean, do you, like, for you personally, did you have, like, a thing in your mind going into it was, like, if this doesn't play or pan out... I gotta hang it up, or was it like this is what I'm gonna do regardless, and no matter how long it takes, this is what. There was some writing on the wall, leading yeah. maybe five, even ten years previous. That my, look, my academic career was all disruptive behavior. I'm in the same boat, yeah. So I was constantly trying to throw rocks at the castle. Mm -hmm. I was a, a total. Someone wrote an article, uh, "Jester from Hell." Uh, summarizing my performance and I really looked at my and like that's pretty accurate like it's hellish uh, vile behavior but it's it's in a, a king's court gesture yeah. way so my job which I embrace is <laughs> to fuck with anybody who thinks they're cool yeah <laughs> and yeah. Uh, that's why you and the other nerds Stand at the back of the room and giggle because I am laying a hate crime on a room full of fucking <laughs> yeah. strangers. It is annihilating. It does that. You were the first comic I ever saw when I came to Austin. Oh shit! The hardest I remember laughing. I mean, it was at the Creek in the Cave, and uh, I will never forget it because my dad and I. Oh, thanks. Oh was my your dad god! There? My dad was there, oh, and cool. he has a very like his sense of humor is very different from Picky? mine very picky but at the same time he just kind of laughs at stuff that i wouldn't expect him to and he was weeping during your set great weeping i love the tough nuts you know there's a certain i can kind of gauge look i'm gonna have at least 60 we're gonna build up to 80 yeah and then there's that 20 percent that's not having it and i end up with another 10 off the top and 10 i've now i've had a 90 percent that i've slowly systematically yeah. moved through the culture and now the old, two old black ladies are crying, laughing, and there's two white girls in their twenties, angry as fuck. Arms crossed, yeah, yeah, in front of them, being offended on behalf of somebody that they have nothing to do with. Yeah, that just drives me crazy. Yeah, no. Uh, as you can see too from that that performance, you're like, oh, okay, we can totally do what the fuck we want. Whatever we want, and that was so eye-opening for me. Like I said, Knoxville's a hidden gem for people that start. But I've never seen someone that came out of Knoxville that stayed in Knox that has become, you know. There's yeah. very funny comedians that are still there, but as far as, I think there's just, there's a level hey, to everything. Ron White probably wouldn't have been heard of to the level he's at now if he didn't wasn't on the Blue Collar tour. Exactly. You know what I mean? I agree with you.
legend. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, great comics. And uh, that he no, had no, there was no plan to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to have somebody, I'm talking in circles now, the flowers are beautiful, aren't they? They really are. Is this, uh, somebody was, because I was going on about the uh, flowers in the city. Is this flower, uh, Texas is the flower state? Is that a thing? Is that what it's called? I think so. I might be, no, it's the Lone Star State. It's the Lone state. Star yeah. State, yeah, but I know, uh, I think in uh, Magnolia, I think Magnolia State's Mississippi, maybe. Okay. I think they have a flower. I think the National Canadian Flower is a poppy. Really? Yeah, I think you can go to jail for picking them too. Yeah, that's apparently what's that like? How or fucking a goose made? too? You can't fuck geese in Canada either. Why not? That's why I moved. What the hell do you do up there? Yeah. How do you <laughs> think that's... you're gonna stay warm without yeah. those feathered <laughs> flashlights? <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram Winston underscore Shaw. That's really it. TikTok, same thing. Um, that's really all I've got. I don't do yeah. Facebook much. I don't do YouTube. Yeah, it's funny though. Like you said, look at all the years of the, just the two and a half years you've been in this. Yeah. Your resume is, is as much as you could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I gotta stack <laughs> yeah. this, but that's just time and, like I said, repetition. Yeah. Uh, from somebody who's been in the game for 26 years, and my observation about you guys moving here and doing it, you couldn't have a better situation in your life. That makes you feel very good. You're, you're on it, man. And you're going to be fine. You know, the fact that you've been anointed with the Death Squad and the Kill Tony show, you're, we, they need you. Brian and Tony want everyone to do well. Yeah. And they get, as you can see from last week's show, how pissed they get when four or five guys suck Yes. In a row and fuck up the whole night. The whole thing, yeah. And that's why they have to have those ringers like Hans, yeah. William, David, yeah. Jared Nathan. Were I'm you around for my little special needs friend I from love Canada? Jared. I yeah. love Jared. Jared's coming back in uh, end of January Hell because yes. we have a movie coming out. Really? Jared and I shot a horror movie about four months ago. And it's premiering at the Austin Horror Movie Festival here at the end of January. That's so, so exciting. We're going to, uh, Jared's making his acting debut. And, um, and I'm having the director on the show today. So, yeah. But anyway, thanks for watching everybody uh, here on uh, beautiful Ladybird Way Lake. Jason, thank you so much for having me, man. No problem. It's been a blast. A roustabout Shifting from town to town No job can hold him down